0: Welcome back to our weekly podcast, Design and Destiny, where we are seeking to align with a power movement of God as we search out how, how to grow, how to flourish, how to live more deeply each day in God's purposes for our lives so that we can more fully release God's healing power and grace and glory in the world. And if you're new to the Destiny Makers community and new to this podcast, well, we offer you a special welcome. If you like what you hear today, consider subscribing to our weekly podcast and check us out at our website, destinymakers.org, where uh, hopefully you'll find some lots of resources that we have there for you. Now, we're in the midst of a series. Uh, we're now, I think, in week number three. Uh, possibly week four, if you count the intro. So if you are new and just coming into this, you may want to pause this podcast and go back um, and uh, look at the last couple of 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 podcasts so that you can kind of catch up and stay on track with where we're going. Because indeed, this has been a four-part series, five, if if you consider the intro week as well, which is important and lays the foundation. But in this four-part series of the four masters of the mind, which one possesses you, uh, we've been looking at dominant patterns of thinking that we can unconsciously, Uh, adopt that actually shape your perspective. And what happens is they trigger automatic programmed attitudes and behaviors you're not even aware of. And what we saw from the previous podcasts was that the first master, the whiner, is typically identified by complaining and comparison, resulting from a self-image of inferiority or sometimes insecurity. The second master, the worrier, entertains fear and anxiety, always envisioning potential dangers with disastrous results. See, both the whiner and the worrier, both have the proclivity for producing immobility. Immobility, where people don't move and grow and change very much. See, individuals mastered by these menacing mindsets not only do they not grow, but they don't live in the richness of their abundant God-ordained destiny. But in today's podcast, this third master of the mind, by all appearances, it's the boldness of this third master that often uh, is esteemed and yet it carries some potential missteps when it's enamored with its own bravery. And that's because the warrior, the warrior is often armored in strength and courage and it stands ready and sure-footed for battle. It speaks with confidence and assurance, deflecting fear, deflecting, crushing defeat to the whiner and to the warrior the warrior is like a beacon of hope. I mean, it's afforded admiration and inspiration because it appears appears fully qualified to fill the flaws and the faults and the inadequacies that the other two possess. Now, while justice, courage, strength, faith, optimism, perseverance, they're all virtues of a warrior mindset, they're There are cautions. There are cautions to consider. And the first and most fatal is knowing with certainty that God's called you into the battle. See, though you might be anointed with warrior qualities, you may not always be appointed to execute at such a time. Like the ancient battles that we see in the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, the battles of Israel, when the armies forged ahead without inquiring of the Lord. Well, what would happen is you'd see in the stories, they moved outside the protection of God's covering and they were typically trampled. When the warrior works in the power of the Almighty, when the warrior works in alignment with the power of the Almighty, it rests and relies on the strength of the Lord for its victories. Why? Because the battle always belongs to our God. A second caution is when the warrior is so poised for a fight that it misjudges the heart of God's strategy, using the wrong weapons of warfare or attacking the wrong adversary. Ephesians 6.12 warns us that our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. A warrior mindset fixed on fighting others, it can create a habit of looking for what's not right in people, You know, making itself the judge and the juror of morality. Extolling warfare, extolling it, can unexpectedly, unexpectedly exalt ego and arrogance, hardening the heart and hurting people in its path. It takes a discerning, spirit-led warrior to differentiate the source of the problem just from those simply propagating the message. In other words... (laughs) It takes a spirit-led warrior to see what's beyond what we see. Those fighting in those other places, those heavenly places, instead of the person delivering the message. See, the warrior's most successful strategy is to model the motives of Jesus, who never retaliated against others. He came to bless, not to curse. So rather than replicate the forces of darkness... Rather than using the the enemy's strategies, using lies and threats and condemnation and anger and shame, Jesus only did what he saw his father do and say what he heard his father say. He unveiled earthly entanglements. He unveiled earthly entanglements rooted in spiritual deceptions with Holy Spirit revelation and truth and power. And he invites us to do the same. See, Jesus' actions and intentions, they weren't fault-finding, but solution-seeking. He gave little time and attention to the demons of darkness. Rather, he decreed the truth, the power, and the life of God's word over spiritual forces and natural circumstances, fully dismantling, fully dismantling the works of the enemy. Even during his own temptation in the wilderness, Jesus did not attack or react, or retaliate. He simply, but powerfully, used God's word as his weapon of warfare. See, when savagely beaten and scourged and taunted by the Pharisees and threatened by Pontius Pilate, Jesus, Lord Sabbath, the Lord of angel armies, who created all things and under whose feet all things in heaven and earth have been placed, He didn't argue his authority or call down heaven to wipe them out with a word. He who could have called all the hosts of heaven to come to his aid and just obliterate the enemy, he did not respond with hateful, condemning, or condescending retorts. He remained silent, knowing his assignment, and turned his attention to the heart of the father. She, the warrior mindset fully yielded to God and attuned to his spirit stands secure above the circumstances and reckons all things unto God. It does not give in or give up, but holds fast to the promises and power of our resurrected Christ to reclaim territory that Satan has stolen. The warrior knows beyond knowing that heaven has already won, and it celebrates the amen before the battle's even begun. The scriptures tell us in Ephesians 6, 13 through 17, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming errors of the evil one. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. See you next week, where we will conclude with the fourth master of the mind. Which one possesses you?